Welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, it beats the competition, and grows your business. I'm your host, Sam Moss. Welcome to March, everybody. Um, I'm not a huge basketball fan, if we're honest, but I really do enjoy the playoffs for you know both the NBA and the NCAA. Now, I rarely watch the regular season, but I love making March Madness brackets. Um, really, the only two sports I follow pretty intensely are football and baseball, so MLB and the NFL. Um, but I do plan on making a March Madness bracket, and uh, my, my track record for them is absolutely terrible, um, but it's still pretty fun nonetheless to do with some of my buddies. Um, today's interview makes me laugh every time <laughs> I think about it because I'm a huge fan of the, the show The Office. Um, I've watched the show completely completely through six times. I'm, I'm on my seventh, and uh, I still think it's like the greatest show ever made. Now, with that being said, if you've ever seen the show uh, The Office, Michael Scott just despises Toby Flenderson, who is the corporate HR rep for their branch uh, of the paper company, Dunder Mifflin. Um, The whole show depicts Toby always ruining any fun the employees are having and is totally like a stick in the mud for all nine seasons. And um, as you probably know by now, this podcast is about HR. And uh, that's why it just has to make me chuckle every time. And like I said, uh, every time I hear the words human resources, I just laugh because it reminds me of The Office. Um, so today on the show, my special guest is Matt Burr from Burr Consulting, um, where they focus on human resources. Now, what you need to know is uh, not all HR people um, are killjoys like Toby And they can actually really help your business in the long run. Um, Matt was super fun to talk to and will share everything you need to know about HR in your business. And he is nothing like Toby, like you're going to realize. So here's my talk with Matt Burr from Burr Consulting. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining me on Small Business Made Simple. It is really good to have you here. Yeah, hey, I appreciate being here as well. Thank you for the opportunity to come and speak to you about, uh, you know, human resources and some of the, the the unique areas I get involved in with many organizations throughout this area and kind of across the country as well. So, Can you share about your uh, human resource background and kind of what got you started? I mean, you have a couple of businesses. Um, can you share about your experience as a small business owner for two or three minutes? Yeah. So, I mean, again, I started out, I, I, you know, my background is is really in the human resources area. I've been in HR, um, you know, just over 13 years, 13 and a half years, really started out as, as an intern uh, when I was an undergraduate student at Elmira College and really worked my way up to a director level position. And then, uh, you know, when I was back in the area, decided and recognized there was an opportunity to to do some HR consulting. I saw kind of a niche market that no one was really capitalizing on and, and recognized that small businesses did need HR support and and, and uh, kind of decided just to start my own company back in 2015 and have been really uh, been in business since then, since October of 2015. Started doing some consulting in March 2015, but got the LLC and everything going later in the year. Built it really from no clients up to roughly 50, 60 uh, you know, between that, you know, that that kind of range with my clients in this area, the southern tier of New York. But also I've got clients uh, in New York City and, and I've got some other things I've done internationally and across the country as well. Pennsylvania, California, 
uh, and I've had some some work in Australia as well. So really what I do That's awesome. uh, from an HR, oh yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, from an HR perspective, just go in and help clients with the day-to-day needs. I mean, we live in a state where the laws uh, continue to change. I, I joke about it every day, but really it's kind of a reality in this state where labor and employment laws change quite often. And uh, just helping, making sure people have, you know, policies, procedures, doing some audits with, with the organizations, dealing with conflict management issues, workplace investigations, job descriptions. Uh, and, and again, doing a lot of training. I do a lot of training for local colleges, uh, TC3, Corning Community College, Broome. Uh, I've done some stuff for Penn State. That's kind of the HR consulting side I do. I also own a company, uh, co-owner of a company called Labor Love LLC. And it kind of fits in with what I do as well, where we print labor and employment law posters. So again, making sure the, the, the employer is compliant with any of the changing regulations around labor and employment law posters, which we all have to have up as, as business, business mm-hmm. owners and have employees. So. So for your business, uh, or consulting, is that, do you actually like sit down with an HR consultant or are you talking with business owners or do you just provide material? Can you share what you do, um, in Burr consulting? Yeah. I mean, so both, right. So I do support HR departments. Again, I have clients ranging from one employee up to 260 employees. So some, some places have their own HR teams and I kind of support that in the mentorship project management style of uh, mm-hmm. uh, opportunity. In other places, I am the HR person. I'm a, I, I run a call service. When there is an issue, the business owner or, uh, you know, whoever's the manager, whoever's in charge is calling me with those issues. So kind of a mixed bag, of, uh, you know, related to some of those uh, some of those HR issues. But yeah, so it's kind of all over the map on what I support. But I mean, even one person to 250 employees, normally they're dealing with the same issues day to day. I mean, you've got your employee relations issues, turnover, legal stuff, any of those things come, uh, you know, come into play when we're talking about uh, whether it is a very small business or maybe getting closer to that medium-sized organization. So So I want to start it off by asking, what does HR look like in a small business? Um, The reason I ask is because I personally, and maybe it's just me, but, you know, maybe there are some people that think this. When I think the term, you know, human resources or HR, I think of a huge corporation. And from what you've said, you have uh, clients that are small businesses that have just a couple of employees all the way up to large organizations that have, you know, hundreds of employees. So what does HR actually look like in a small business? Yeah, I mean, you know, it it varies, right? We all have to have we all have to be compliant with the laws and regulations. And um, HR normally with a small business, it falls under the, the arm of the business owner or the finance. I see it a lot of times delegated to the finance person. Uh, normally the finance person's not tra- trained specifically in the human resource area. So, uh, sometimes it, you know, it gets done other times it doesn't. Uh, but you know, normally it's just whoever can pick up and do the new hire paperwork. Maybe we put a handbook together or have some policies. Again, it just varies by organization. Uh, a lot of times I see, you know, areas where there isn't consistency or even stuff that hasn't been updated in 10 or 15 years. And, and a lot of times HR is non-existent in small business. It's just not an area that has been important to to the business owner or to the organization at that time until I come in and they recognize, I think, how important it is to get some of these things, uh, especially on the compliance side, buttoned up and taken care of to ensure that it is legal. And we are doing the right thing, not only for the organization, but most importantly for the employee as well. 
Yeah. Can you share why it's important for a small business to, you know, be compliant and understand the laws um, and even maybe hire someone like you that knows what they're talking about? Yeah. I mean, um, because I think a lot of business owners, like you said, they just don't know. Yeah. I mean, and again, I think that because of the, the, you know, HR really has been more, if you think about it, you know, kind of the evolution of that field that was from like an industrial relations dealing with labor unions back in the early 1900s to a personnel uh, department now to more of a human resources department. And, and when it got to the human resource, it was more the administrative side, taking care of the payroll, doing the new hire paperwork, making sure the benefits was all in, in place, the open enrollment, all that stuff people think about when we're talking about human resources. But the way the laws have evolved, especially in this state and even federally, uh, it's become even more important uh, for someone to specialize in this area because you've got, you know, example like the Americas with Disabilities Act, you've got paid family leave, FMLA, workers' comp, all these things are extremely complex, at, you know, at minimum wage changes, all that stuff we think about. And if, if, if you don't have a person that understands it, more than likely you're not compliant. And, and again, you want to make sure if you've got policies and handbooks in place uh, and job descriptions that they're legal. And And frankly, not just about the compliance side, but also uh, from a recruitment and retention side, you know, again, a lot of places in this area experience, you know, high levels of turnover. What are things we can do to correct that culture, ensure that we are keeping and retaining the best talent? And those are things that can help organizations do and become aware of things that might impact that from new hire orientation uh, to engagement uh, and also to, uh, to culture change as well. So. So can you actually dive into that a little bit and talk about uh, the retention? Um, because I know businesses, they struggle with that sometimes. Maybe it's it, it really just doesn't work out. And sometimes it might have to do with the culture like you're talking about. What are some uh, things that the business owners can have in place to really keep that retention better and avoid all that turnover? Yeah, I mean, and again, I think it becomes um, from a retention standpoint is, is do you have the right management in place or, you know, are people engaging in the work? Is it, you know, do we have, are we giving them accurate feedback? Uh, are we giving them opportunities for promotion? Are we listening to the employees as well? I see that's a major issue in the workplace that we don't listen to people as much as we should, which causes, again, more issues than, than, than potentially we need. But it's it's really about engaging people, and if we have again, you know, from the most part, people don't quit jobs; they quit bad supervision or bad management. And we've got to recognize where we might have that gap uh, in management, or where we're not engaging people. We need to be able to recognize it and, and ask for feedback as well on some of those areas. And and I think that's just one thing I don't see organizations do enough of. And, and frankly, there's jobs everywhere in this area. I mean, you can find another job pretty quickly. If you're a talented person, you're going to find opportunity. So, so you're, yeah, so you're saying really the best way to identify that management issue is to be listening, right? I, I mean, you know, listening and, and providing feedback and, and, and uh, timely information. I mean, if somebody comes to you with a complaint or an issue, it shouldn't sit around for two or three years. We should be able to address it and move on pretty quickly. Obviously, if it's a major concern, it might take a while to investigate it or deal with, but we should still be uh, providing some of that feedback and, and, uh, you know, throughout that process. And it doesn't just go away at one point. Like, you know, that, that, that's some of the areas I think that most organizations can, uh, can you know, improve on for sure from what I've seen. 
I'll be right back with the rest of my interview with Matt in just a minute. The main thing that we do here at One Click Agency is we design websites for business owners like yourself. And we found that many business owners have a website that looks cluttered, it's confusing, or maybe they just don't have a website at all. Here at One Click, we can help with all those issues. We design websites to have a clean and simple look. We design websites to have a clear and effective message about your brand so you can show your customers you are a reliable, incredible business when they look you up online. Now, if your business does not have a website or maybe you're just in need of a fresh new look for 2020, we want to help you. Visit OneClick Cloud Sites today to get a website for your business. That's the number one clickcloudsites.com and you can take your business to the next level and stand out among your competitors. OneClickcloudsites.com Um, so what is your advice um, to business owners when it comes to hiring and actually um, making a role for an HR employee or manager or you know whatever the, the terminology is as opposed to doing it uh, on their own as a business owner? Yeah, Where I mean, is that line and when's a good time to bring that in? Yeah, I mean, I, and again, I think that, that that's going to vary by organization. I have clients right now that have 70, 75 employees. They have a pretty strong culture. You know, I would say anything above 50, you need to start looking at potentially bringing in uh, not only me as a consultant potentially, but also looking at maybe an HR coordinator, HR generalist to help out in some of those areas. I mean, it really depends on on kind of what your organization needs. If you've got a good employee culture and everything seems to be working, if it's not broken, don't fix it. It's just making sure you're compliant as well. Uh, but but again, if you are going to hire an yeah. HR person uh, full time, you know, I would recommend bringing someone like me in to help you design the position. But at the same time, hold that person accountable to be more than just uh, just an HR you know administrative person. What else do they bring to the table? Do they understand the business? Can they think about strategy? Those are the types of things you want to get involved in if you are going to interview an HR person. Again, my opinion about HR is you better be able to come to the table and read a financial statement and understand kind of what the business does versus just the HR day-to-day stuff. That, to me, is an ineffective and failing model in, you know, in, in any mm-hmm. type of organization. So, I like that. So I guess the big question that I have for you is how do we in- approach an employee or a staff member or someone in our organization about an issue, whether it's with them or, you know, something that just needs to be talked about one-on-one that's going on in the organization. How do we approach that? What's a step-by-step that you would recommend? Yeah. I mean, I just, I actually just had this conversation. I get, I get uh, messages um, or I get connections and things like that from like people that do articles. And I just had that same exact thing with another person writing in a newspaper or an online uh, article blog or something. Look, I'm not a politically, I don't believe in uh, politics or being politically correct. I'm a person that has a direct conversation with somebody. If there's an issue, mm-hmm. it's better just to approach it head on and have the conversation. Obviously, we have to be professional in the way we do those things, but it's better than not approaching it and not being direct. I think that just, again, leads down the road of uh of not uh, of kind of a i don't want to say toxic culture but just a status quo type culture where we mm-hmm. understand there's issues but we're not to address it it's better to be direct yeah. in a situation like that than not direct i mean professional but you've got to be able to be direct too so have you ever dealt with gossip in the workplace all the time 
Yeah. Yes. How would you approach something like that? Uh, you know, I mean, again, it it, it depends on the situation. And, and again, you know, second, third, fourth hand information is not that's all hearsay. I mean, it's got to be coming yeah. directly from the uh, directly from the source. And again, if it's causing internal conflict, hostile work environment, retaliation, bullying, all the PHR terms and phrases that we're all familiar with, you got to put an end to it. Again, it's creating a toxic culture. It's going to lead to other issues. It's going to escalate into other problems. You've got to be able to go in and investigate. Coaching counsel, discipline, or manage people out of an organization. It's really not complicated. It's just that in our society, management and leadership sometimes is afraid of, of addressing conflict and, and addressing employees in the workplace. And, and frankly, that is a big piece of the HR, uh, you know, HR passion. So. Yeah. And I am on that list of not wanting to stir up conflict just because yeah. I am not <laughs> confrontational at all. So I get it. That's tough. Yeah. And, and, and again, you're not the only person. Most people are, look, we're, we're conflict avoidant in nature, in, in, mm -hmm. uh, in human beings. We don't like conflict. We don't like to, to, to uh, mess up the status quo. But at the same time, you do have to shake things up, especially if you're, if you're having more issues than than you're used to. I mean, there are reasons to do this. And frankly, being more direct with somebody is really the right approach to those things. It's, and it's an emotional intelligence thing. If they can't accept that, maybe that's not, not the right opportunity for them at that point either. I mean, it's really, uh, it's really to your benefit to address some of these things before it escalates into a crisis situation. So, yeah. So let's say things escalated into a crisis per se, and it is now time to let someone go. Um, I'd be scared to death to do this personally as a business owner, but obviously it has to be done for some people. But what are the steps that we should be following in the procedures and protocol? Um, one, where we don't get ourselves in trouble and two, where it's done right. Yeah, I mean, again, you want to follow policies and procedures that you have in place. I mean, you want to kind of follow your your work, you know, your your handbook or your policies. Everyone's an employee, employee at will. We should be carving that out into any job description, offer letter, you know, our handbooks and things like that. We, they should be signing off and acknowledging their employees at will. And frankly, like we should be doing our due diligence and working on ourselves. Have we given them the, the skills and tools and resources to be effective in the position? And if you can answer those questions, yes, and you've done the coaching and counseling and done some progressive discipline, you know, it leaves you really no choice but to have that conversation. And if you do go to terminate someone, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm happy to help in, 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 in doing some of those things. It's better to practice that conversation and go in there and fold under pressure. I've seen people break down in tears uh, and not be able to withstand the per, you know, and that, that's the person that's supposed to be having the conversation, not the employee. You've got yeah. yeah. <laughs> to take the emotion out of the conversation. It's, just, it's a business decision. It's the right thing to do for the organization. Mm -hmm. Less said, better defended. It's a really quick conversation. When I have to do this, it's not a fun process. It literally lasts less than two minutes. So, Yeah. So can you share where we can find some resources when it comes to HR and compliance? And I, I'm sure it differs from state to state. So if you're really just familiar with New York for now, um, that's fine if you want to throw that out. Where can we find some laws and regulations that we can actually understand as business business owners? Yeah. And again, I, I have a blog that I, uh, I write uh, an article almost, well, every week on Mondays, we publish that. That's out there for 
for people to look at. A lot of that is based on compliance, Burke Consulting LLC, and then it's uh, what's it's the What's New in HR page. There's probably four and a half years of articles out there. You can find a lot of compliance stuff on my website. Uh, and I do quote right from the Department of Labor, the government websites, and the Society of Human Resource Management. SHRM.org is a Society of Human Resource Management. That's a great website to find updates on the legal stuff. Um, I would encourage people to to visit government websites. You know, there's a lot of legal websites out there as well. Just make sure if you're doing Google searches on this stuff that you're looking at more recent stuff that does reflect back to actual government and not just somebody's and not just somebody's crazy blog that was like 15 years old because more, more than likely it's going to be out of date, right? So, um, so look for things that are more current. And don't always assume that the internet has all the answers. You probably want to vet some of that stuff with somebody that has some experience in in some of those areas because the internet is full of great information. It's also useless information too. So, yeah, better th- better to ask than find out the the hard way. And uh, to close out, I would like to ask where we can find out more about you. I mean, you mentioned Burr Consulting there a little bit. Can you share where we can find out about? Um, your consulting business, and then also your your printing business when it comes to the, the um, flyers or the laminated paper. Yeah, so Burr Consulting LLC is my is my uh, website, and anyone can go on there and sign up. Uh, you know, through through Mailchimp to get just to to be added to my list of uh, you know to get the weekly newsletter that's out there. Uh, we also mm-hmm. have we're on LinkedIn as well, Twitter, Facebook. I try to update LinkedIn and Twitter. I have my marketing person do my Facebook for me. So that stuff's all out there. And then laborlovellc.co is the one uh, for my labor printing posting company. Again, in that role, I absolutely will answer questions as well, kind of from a consulting perspective. People have uh, questions specifically related to what needs to be posted versus what does need to be posted. All that stuff is out there. For you to see. I mean, again, I'm a professor at Elmira College. I've got my own couple of websites to the college as well. You're, you know, more than likely, if you search Matt Byrne, the Elmira, you have seven or eight different websites pop up with information. Hopefully, all good. Who knows at this point, right? <laughs> well, Matt, I just want to say thanks for being on uh, the show and thank you for sharing with us, you know, what HR looks like in a small business and why it's important. And uh, hopefully, uh, if some people weren't really paying attention to it before, Um, This has been a good eye opener for them. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. I really enjoyed that conversation with Matt. Uh, You know, he has a lot of resources that you can check out on his website um, about HR, so human resources, and I would encourage you to do so. Um, You can find that at burrconsultingllc.com. That's B-U-R-R consultingllc.com. Now, if you haven't gotten a chance to review the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you did so. Um, One, it just lets me know what you think of the show. And two, it helps get the podcast out to more people. Now, if you want to be among the first to know when a new podcast episode comes out, be sure to be sure to subscribe to the show and uh, you'll get any new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, it beats the competition, and it grows your business.